This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next hour, number two of First Take, getting ready for the Bud Light Countdown to kick off with the Cajun Cannon. Bobby Avier coming up 10 a.m. here inside the Superdome. Uh, getting ready for Falcons versus Saints, the yes, regular sir. season finale. And I guess you know what? we The whole first hour, I kind of just assumed everybody knows, obviously, <laughs> playoff scenarios. We didn't even uh, you know, get into that, really. Obviously, yeah. the black and gold need to win today. It is a must-win. Finally, a definition of a must-win game for this team. Yeah, definitely better than last year. right? <laughs> if you recall the Week 18 game last year, they, they hosted the Panthers, and both teams were eliminated from the playoffs. And you got a game that was, you know, that, that was equal to that incentive to play in terms of I think the Panthers won I think they had like 37 yards passing in that game it was awful. not ideal no. um, but yeah so the, the I've said this all week you know the thing is like yes the Saints need some things to happen and they're not necessarily likely things like they're but but they are simple and don't confuse simple with likely but they are simple in the sense that you only need to watch four games today to know whether the Saints make the playoffs. And in a lot of instances, it's like, oh, they need this team to win and this team to win. They'll win the three-way tiebreaker here, but they won't win the tiebreaker here. And this, No, it's if the Saints win and the Panthers win, the Saints win the NFC South. Now, the Falcons are in the same boat, right? If the Falcons win and the Panthers win, the Falcons win the NFC South at 8-9 and nine because they'll win that three-way tiebreaker. So that's kind of interesting that's in the sense wild, that, right. you know, you might look at this and say, well, the Saints have a lot more to play for. Not really. They're in the same boat as the Falcons. So the Falcons aren't going to come in here and, and put anything. They're going to play. They're going to be playing as if they are playing for the division because the, the as far as they know, they are. And right? a lot of reports are obviously that the head coach might be playing for his job. Yeah, that's true as well. You know, and, and the question is, oh, are they going to scoreboard watch? <laughs> I do think it's interesting. You know, if you look at like at the at Raymond James last week, they have a dedicated board for out of town scores. That right. doesn't, that's not true at the Superdome. Like, they <laughs> kind of decide when they're going to put it up on the big screen. And so I am curious how often they're going to do that today. Because I know the players and the coaches aren't necessarily excited about the idea of scoreboard watching. They just want to play and see where, what, where things shake out at the end. 
So I am curious how frequently the Superdome is going to put that up there. Do you think like any assistants or you know water boys are on the sideline on their phones going, hey? You're not allowed to have phones on the oh, sidelines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, they could theoretically have someone kind of running and getting that info, or people up from the the booth. Sure. Right. Wiring it down, down to you. Right. But, but yeah, there's yeah. a little more focus on winning the, fo- the I this think football they would, game. I think they would rather not know. And I think Tyron <laughs> said like, yeah, the fans will let us know like if something big yeah, happens. Yeah. Right. Here. Exactly. It's like there's a cheer that is you know not connected to the game in some way, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so that's the that's the NFC South, right? right. Saints take care of business. That is Carolina the, does us a favor. Boom, the division's yeah. the Saints. Now, for the Saints, if they win and the and the Bucks win, right? That doesn't end it, but it does mean you need something else to happen. And so, you have to watch more football. You have to watch three o'clock football. Yeah, that would mean the that would mean the Bucks and Saints are both nine and eight. The Bucks win that tiebreaker, um, and so you would end up going to the three o'clock window. And in order for the Saints to make the wild card. They would need the Packers to lose to the Bears, which is possible. I think Justin Fields is probably playing for his job. And then you would also need the Seahawks to lose to the Cardinals. That game is in Arizona, but I still don't like it because I worry that the Cardinals, who have a draft pick, you know, they could potentially pick as high as two if they lose. They could pick as low as seven if they win. So there is some incentive to, you know, do what the Eagles did in 2020 and maybe pull Kyler Murray at halftime and say, yeah, we've, we made our statement. And right, we, we look good in the first half. We, yeah. we, we saw, we've seen enough. So that is the one I'm worried about. But at the end of the day, all, you know, if you get to that point, that is your chance. So you will be watching. And then by 7 o'clock, realistically, we will know one way or the other. Want to hear from you who that's on that Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. Going to get to Steve on the line. Steve, what you got for us today? All right, guys, I'm in uh, California, and I got my long drive. I listen to you guys before the game. I listen to you after the game. I love your work, and uh, I want to throw a wild idea out there. What if this is the start of the run for the Saints? Uh, Now, I'm the last person that should say that because I drove out to L.A. a few weeks ago, five-hour drive, spent a lot of money, and watched the Saints get destroyed, didn't even show up that day, and then I drove all the way back. But we got... Zach Bond coming on. We got Peyton Turner back in the mix. We're the only team, uh, not the only team, but we're one of the teams. Last year, we gave the Niners, we stopped them that, you know, they scored 13 points. We had a decent offense last year. We could have beat them. You never know what could happen if the Saints win the division today by a miracle. Eagles come into New Orleans. They get destroyed next week. Then the week after that, we go to Santa Clara where I'll be. And we, uh, we uh, make sure the Niners get sent home again and lose. And I'm telling you guys, you never know. And I'm hoping because I'm a Saints fan, and that's what you got to do as a Saints fan. So that's my that's my thoughts for today. This morning, I do Steve. appreciate the optimism. Yeah, um, you know, it, but that's what makes the NFL postseason so great, right? Like. You, can, you don't have to play a series against the 49ers. If the Saints had to play a series against the 49ers, they lose it. But can you win one game, right? And that's what makes the NFL postseason so exciting. Now, the, and I agree. I think, you know, there's a lot. You can go to that Rams game, and, and Steve did, and say, like, man, they look terrible. I, I think a lot of that was, you know, short week, travel out west. You're not going to put your best foot forward, and they didn't, and they looked bad. Right. But you look at the other four they've won four out of five games and you look at the other four games and the Saints have played pretty well obviously that Panthers game was closer than you wanted it to be but they pulled away at the end I think what was it 28-6 final score like, you won't look back on that and be like oh it was a nail biter <laughs> um, and yeah I mean anytime you can say you're peaking at the end of the regular season you feel like you're going to go into the playoffs especially if you host a playoff game right if right. you had to go to Philly that's one thing but if you can host Philly here you know, I think, yeah, I think you do have a chance. And, you know, trust me, I, I grew up in New England. I was a Giants fan. 
I watched both those Super Bowls for the Giants, and they did the exact same thing. They were, it was all down to the stretch of the season. They didn't know they were going to make the playoffs until week 16, week 17. But then they got in. They had a pass rush that was firing off, and, you know, they just got it done. And that can happen, right? Look at the Ravens, right? Look at, look at, look at the, you know, uh, there's so many examples. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, if the Saints can get in, I think they can make some noise. And no one wants to be the team that loses, you know, no one wants to be the Eagles, the team that felt good all season and then comes into the playoffs <laughs> playing their worst football. You'd much rather be the team that shows up playing your best football at the end of the year, even though it didn't go well to start, and ruin some people's days. Um, you know that Giants Super Bowl in 2000, uh, 2008, I believe it was? You know, they lost to the Cowboys twice in the regular season. They went into the playoffs and they beat them, right? Like, that's, that's who you – you know, it's a lot more fun to be that team right. with no expectation. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think – if you can find a way to sneak in, you're the scary team, right? You're the team that no one wants to play because it can only go badly for them. <laughs> you know, like, like they, they win and they're like, yeah, whatever. But you lose and it's like, wow, what a devastating, disappointing <laughs> result. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, this is a team that seems to be finding its footing. You wish it had happened earlier in the year. Sure. But, you know, I guess, you know, you're trying to look for positives and Steve's clearly <laughs> trying to look for positives and I appreciate it. So, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a – if you're trying to come to this game with positivity and, like, what can you be happy about? Yeah, that's, that's how I would approach it. Well, as you know, between sports talk, the podcast that we yeah. do, it just there's a lot of negative Nellies out there. So to, to lead off the day with Steve, at least, a nice positive because, yeah, what, what else we have right now but to, to root for, obviously, Saints victory and then a miracle of miracles to happen. Maybe we'll get a, a 2024 early uh, dose of some happiness to – that we can get into the postseason here because I'm not ready for Saints, Saints football to end right now. Yeah, it's really easy to just be negative, right? Like, that's not, it's not bold to be negative, you know, I think. But to me, sports is about the ride. I've always said this. Like, you know, the, the end of the season is going to be here one way or the <laughs> other. Like, the, if, if the offseason starts next week, you're going to get it next week. You don't need to be worrying about that right now. To me – But where are we going to draft anything? Yeah, see, right. like, it's like, I, I don't care I, about I draft that. positioning like, right now. If you can't go to a Week 18 game where you're playing the Falcons for a chance to win the division and be all in, like, emotionally invested in that – and I think, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to say, like, yeah, like, you're approaching this the right way. Because, you know, it's, you know, this is, sports is about entertainment at the end of the day, right? And this is entertaining. This is drama. <laughs> and you got to be able, if you can't, if you're not in on the drama, then I don't know what you're here for. Because no. that's what this is. Yeah, the NFL is your biggest soap opera yes, you could, you could exactly. want. It's a reality TV exactly. every week. Exactly. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with more First Take right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Back here on First Take, want to do our Oakland Heart Rolex time check. We are two hours, 34 minutes till a noon kickoff here inside the Caesar Superdome as we get ready for Saints versus Falcons. Our sideline reporter right next to me, Jeff Nowak, caught up with linebacker Zach Bond before this meeting, and here's what he and Bond talked about. All right, Jeff Nowak here, WWL Radio, chatting with Saints linebacker slash whatever you got to do this week, Zach Bond. You know, the last few weeks you've been obviously involved in the pass rush and you've had some success there, I think two sacks. How, you know, how how nice has it been to kind of get back to your roots there a little bit as a pass rusher? Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Um, it's something that I did primarily in college, and it was it's kind of my, my main thing coming out of college, and then I got here and had to learn few different things and get used to different things but now I'm back and I'm um, getting back into the swing of things. Gotcha and with Nephi going down does that kind of make it a bit more of a, of a load in terms of you got to pick up some more of those duties or how's that work this week? Yeah I'll still have my special team stuff and Sam stuff and then obviously the defensive end stuff on third down as well. Gotcha. And obviously last week you know I guess the Bucks, the pass rush really impacted that game you know what has been kind of the key just overall in terms of getting the pass rush a bit more active the last few weeks? I think just putting a little more emphasis on it and and um, the longer you t- the longer you spend with your teammates and your D linemen, you, you're working games and you're working different things and you, I know what Brian Brzee is going to do and um, Tano is doing a really good job as well and um, and then we've just been getting after it. We know we have the ability, and, and we're just doing it. Gotcha. You know, last week, you obviously don't control the stuff that happens outside of the building, but what is kind of the, the mission statement as you head into as you head into this matchup? Yeah, we got to do our job. Um, there's a bunch of different scenarios, but they all start with us, and uh, we got to win this game. It's the biggest game of the year. Gotcha. Before I let you go, what you, what you think of the, the Rely Quest Bowl there? It's kind of funny. It's in Tampa right after you guys played there. How would you, how'd you feel that one? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew they were going to be in Tampa the same weekend, and I walked down in the lobby, and I see the Wisconsin LSU stuff. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I had to buy some merch real quick. Um, and then... Yeah, the game didn't end how I wanted it personally, but I know a lot of people around here are happy about it. <laughs> gotcha. I appreciate it, man. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Jeff Nowak with linebacker Zach Bond there and pretty Wisconsin guy. Wisconsin, right? Like you said, he's uh, you know, after the bowl game <laughs> picking up some Wisconsin merch before yeah. heading home. <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny because like when we when we left the the hotel down in uh, in. Where were we? Tampa. Uh, Tampa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The LSU bus was parked across the street. And it was just kind of okay. funny. And I was like, yeah, we're going to the same building that they're going to tomorrow. And as we're leaving, they're like tearing the field out to replace the logos and everything. But, uh, yeah, Zach, you know, we talked about this with Mike 
Zach's role, I, I think, you know, you're looking at this defense and you're saying like, okay, this is kind of something that we've had to do each of the last two years. We've taken our CM linebacker and we've said, hey, you can rush the passer. You know, third and eight, third and ten, you know, you get that extra speed off the edge and it makes it like really difficult on the defense, on the offensive line. And, you know, it's not going to work every play. You, you know, you don't need him to be a, a three-down defensive end. But when you can use him, it just makes sense. And I just think as you look at this scheme, and I think you have to develop over time, I think you're going to go into next season, whether you bring Zach Bond back or not. He's a free agent. I think there's a chance that a team that wants to use him in a 3-4 and get him on the field more often uh, comes in and offers him a deal that you're going to – either he's going to like over yours or just makes more sense. Um, but, like, I think – it just that should be a staple of this defense. It's worked two years in a row. You've had to do it, and it's worked. And it's like going back and saying like, "Yeah, well, that's a last resort." I don't think that's it. And I, I just, I've been really impressed. And I, I think with Zach Bond, and it's just funny because uh, the last three years, it'd be like, "Hey, what if we tried him as a on-ball linebacker? Yeah. Have you considered like maybe letting him rush the passer?" And now finally, you get to it, and probably you know better late than never, right? <laughs> Um, but I think that's been a major element in terms of why the pass rush has been more effective over the last month of the season. It would definitely be a little discouraging seeing Bourne after all this time now here get a contract, go somewhere else, and have that success after you've been, you know, molding this guy yeah. in your system. It's just Caden Ellis again. Right, exactly. Yeah. It just that, that one's the one that hurts, obviously, yeah. because, too, it's, it's Atlanta. Yeah, but it's like, and it makes sense, cause like, and it's, it's funny that it's even a question because Dennis Allen is a guy who just, he loves him some versatility, <laughs> right? And you're talking about a guy who can play Sam, he can rush the passer, he plays special teams. Right. Like you can pull out of so many different budgets there. Pay the guy, bring him back. I hear that on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We got Jimmy. Jimmy's got a call pass for all of 2024. <laughs> Is that right? Dude, yeah. You know, I went big, dude, for my New Year's resolution. Instead of, like, giving up something, I asked for something. So, yeah, I got a hall pass for the whole year. My wife doesn't totally know about it, but I'm going to I'm gonna talk to her more through the year on it. Hey, look, listen. She'll, she'll find out eventually. Yeah, and look, I want to tie this into the Saints and sports ball, okay? Comic-Con, I was at the New Orleans Comic-Con or Fan Expo, whatever that thing is where everybody gets dressed up. I went there Friday for a couple hours, and I saw Saints running back Jamal Williams there. You know, he's dressed up like Pokemon or Pikachu or one of these anime characters, you know, and I talked to him. I said, yeah, man, have fun tonight and go hit somebody, uh, you know, Sunday. We were cracking jokes about beignets and funnel cakes. And, yeah, I think he's going to have a big game today. Um, I'm going to the game. I'm excited. You know, tickets right now are about 30 bucks right now. You know, you can get one on the secondary market for about 30 bucks. But, yeah, dude, look, Zach Bond's played well. I mean, I know he's kind of been the butt of a lot of jokes, but he stepped up. You know, we've been kind of thin. And even if you remember this summer when I was calling to Bobby and Mike, I'd say, look, our, our linebacker core is pretty thin. If DeMario or, or Werner go down for any reason whatsoever, age or injury, uh, we, we're going to be thin. But, yeah, I mean, he stepped up. Asul's out now. And I, I still think it's going to be a concern, a, a need for concern in the offseason. But, yeah, look, we still got football to play. I think Carolina's going to pull it off. They're going to beat Tampa. And if that doesn't happen, we still got some other options. We're going to take care of the Dirty Birds today in the Dome. But, yeah, I just thought it'd be funny to relay that to you guys. Jamal was dressed up like Pokemon at the Comic-Con. I don't know if he's going to be there after the game today. I doubt it. I'd be in the ice bath, but uh, I think he's going to have a big game. Yeah, hopefully seeing Turner in action. He got some, uh, I guess his, his best outing was last week, obviously, because he got a bulk of the carries, and I think that's one thing. Jamal. Yeah, what, what did I say? I think he said Turner. Oh, 
thinking about Peyton Turner yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. We're getting to that audio soon. But, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jamal Williams, he, he got a bulk of the carries last yes. week. And I feel like he's definitely one of those backs that needs to get a good share to get into kind of a rhythm. Well, yeah, I just think you, you need to be dedicated to his role in the offense, and I'm not sure that's been the case enough of the time. And, you know, as you look back in hindsight, his role with Taysom Hill is tough, right, because Taysom's going to get goal line carries. Alvin's going to get goal line carries. You know, uh, his, his, his opportunities to get those kind of physical yards in between the tackles have not been consistent. Um, and so I, I think just with him being the, the basically main option, which I'm assuming we haven't heard that Alvin's not going yet, but I'm still not, you know, banking on it. Um, you know, I think that there is a chance that you can just turn this into a very physical ball game, right? Make, make life miserable on the interior line for the Falcons and let, let Jamal just do what he does, get those ugly yards. And I, that's not me saying that. He'll say that, right? Um, and, yeah, and Jamal's a, Jamal's a fun guy. If he heard you saying Pokemon, he would make fun of you because it's Pokemon. Guys, come get on, it right. Come on, let's get it right. If we're gonna, if we're gonna try to, if we're gonna try to get all hip here. I wonder right? which Pokemon he would dress that. But he's wore. I've seen him wearing Pikachu hats. I've seen him wearing Eevee hats. I think that's the, the hat he wore to his, uh, his uh, introductory presser, right, press yeah. conference. Um, and he's talking about the, the, all the evolutions it can have, right? And uh, no, Jamal's <laughs> well, a fun we'll guy. Maybe we'll see an evolution of Jamal today. Jamal is an easy guy to root for. Absolutely. He's a ton a of fun yeah. to be around. He's always smiling. He's always having a good time. And, you know, it's like you just you give us opportunities, you know. Give the crowd opportunities to, to cheer for you, and they will, um, you know, whether he's dancing on the sideline or whatever. But, yeah, it's got to be, be on him today. Even if Alvin plays, it's got to be on him because whatever Alvin's playing at is going to be far shy of 100% if he does. Um, but, yeah. A guy we're anxious to see some in action today, a birthday boy, Peyton birthday Turner, boy. coming off the injured reserve list. Uh, what was the injury he was dealing with? Turf toe. Turf toe. Pretty nasty turf toe. He said it was probably the worst case scenario in terms of turf toe. Um, he actually said when he, when he came back, he was ahead of schedule. Um, yeah, I'm going to start calling him bookends because <laughs> uh, he started week one. Now he's going to be back here week 18. Um, and it, it is his birthday, but I think we, we did hear from him in the locker room this week, so uh, I think we have that queued up. What's the hardest part about getting back? Is it getting in game shape? What is it when you've been out for this long and trying to get into the flow of the game? Oh, just, just that, just getting yeah. in the flow. Um, you know, you haven't really hit somebody, um, so that'll be exciting. Um, but just getting the flow of the game and getting back to playing football. How much does it mean to play two in such a meaningful game that you guys have to win this one and keep the playoff scenario alive? It's exciting. Um, it's everything you want to come back for. Uh, so just... Uh, to have this opportunity in front of me, I think, is you know, big for me to make the most of it. Are you expected to probably be on a snap count, though, with this being your first game in a while? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. You know, you don't know until game day, right? So uh, we'll see. Yeah, how ready do you feel? I feel ready. Um, I feel ready. I'm good to go. What's the, uh, like the mental process like of just having to sit back and wait? You know, this is kind of a big year for you. So, like, yeah. Going through that, like, how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, it's definitely a big year for me. Um, Obviously, didn't go the way I wanted it to. Uh, I think I did everything I could to put myself in a position for it to go the way I wanted it to. But uh, it's frustrating, of course. But, you know, like I said last time, out of that frustration came a lot of focus um, just to get back and get back to playing. So I'm excited for uh, Sunday. Last three weeks, like where, like when you were trying to ramp up and it still didn't go, but like what was, what was kind of were you like chomping at the bit to kind of get out there? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, I've been chomping at the bit since <laughs> September uh, to get back. So. Uh, it was just kind of a thing where, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready. I was making progress, um, you know, so, still soreness and stuff, you know. But at this point in the season, nobody's at 100%. So um, if I can go out there and play and contribute, then I'm going to go out there and play and contribute. I'm sure there's a lot that's going to be going through your mind on game day. But what are some of the things that you want to focus on and be able to accomplish when you get in the game? Uh, just winning, right? 
winning. Simple as that. Yeah, that's that's all there is to it. Just just go out there and win. Um, obviously, you know, I want to go out there and um, be productive and uh, have a bunch of positive snaps. Uh, not too many negatives, but uh, it's football, so just go out there and play. Have the practice reps changed at all this week as far as what you're working on when you actually are playing in the game and, and not just coming back from the rehab process? Working on, like, football stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm getting a little bit more just, like, football activities, I guess, more reps. Um, so, you know, playing the run, getting pass rush reps. Uh, but, I mean, it's just, just go out there and play football. Mentally, is there anything you have to overcome getting back out there for the first time? Uh, just hitting somebody, so that'll be that should be wrapped up after the first rep. So I'll be good. Do you feel like this game's like important to your future? I think every time I step out there is important. Um, I wouldn't say that this is any bigger than any other game that I've played in for me personally. Um, but as a team, of course, like this has got a lot of implications. So going out there and performing is of the utmost importance. So I'm excited for Sunday. Outside of the team, personally, though, do you feel like you have something to prove and kind of show the world what you can do? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I think that I've got everything I need to be a successful player in this league. Um, I just haven't had that opportunity because of injuries, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I mean, I want to go out there and play football. That's all there is to it. Birthday boy, Peyton Turner. Happy 25th, my man. And unfortunately, it's been a rough go, obviously, this season. Haven't seen much of him in action. I was looking at Saints stats here, Jeff, and... Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul has more tackles than Peyton Turner this season. Oh, come on. Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's yeah, Peyton, it's funny because he's got one more year left on his rookie deal. So, you know, it's not like you're going you're gonna to move on from him. It's not like you're going to have to make a decision. I, you will have to make a decision on his uh, fifth-year option, but I think I, I don't know how you could possibly even consider uh, picking that up based on what we've seen. But, you know, it, it would be whether the Saints season ends today or not, it would be nice to see him get out there and get some snaps and build some positivity because um, the, the health, I think he's what, played in, what, 14 games over three years, you know? Right. And, you know, he was a high point of this of this training camp. We talked about it. He was one of the only players to get through all – like, he didn't miss a single practice with injury. There was only a handful of players who didn't miss a single camp practice for any reason, and he was one of them. And then week one, just the – it's like these, these turf toe injuries, stuff like that, you can't really – nothing you can do about it. It's not like he – it's not like there's a lack of anything on his end uh, – just bad luck so you know he's i think he's has a good mentality about it right um i think he's he's approaching it the right way and so hopefully you know that he can he can buck that and come back because i think there is talent there i mean when he has been on the field he's been reasonably productive he just hasn't been on the field as the cajun cannon would say he's hell when he's well well i mean i, I don't even know if you can say that because <laughs> we haven't seen him be well enough um you know it's more like like a you know like a like a flurry, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to say. But, uh, no, I mean, I think that there's still ability there. You know, he was expected to be a significant part of this pass rush this season. Right. And he hasn't been at all. It's been a non-factor. And he's a first-round pick. Like, you got to get more out of that. And that's what's been, I think, an issue for this team in terms of the depth on both sides of the line um, over this season specifically. Right, it's the failings on the draft on picks. On both sides, right. you have two first-round picks who have not contributed one iota um, I mean, Trevor started a couple of games, but I don't think he's been and on he's the field. And he's been on field goal. Yeah, you know, yeah he's, been, he's been elite in those field goal reps. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's when you miss. You can't miss on those first-round picks that, that consistently and, and expect to, to have a, a well-built roster because it just forces you to do so many other things. That is not the plan. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can get started in the right direction there. Um, but, yeah. 
Going to step away for a break. First, want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our in-studio Saints game day crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine Street. You can get dine-in or delivery. The best gourmet pizza selection in town. Check it out. Magazine Pizza also has got pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Magazine Pizza. Go check it out at magazinepizza.com. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak here on First Take. Be back after the break right here on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Yes, indeed. Back here on First Take. Coming up, the Bud Light Countdown to kick off live inside the Superdome. You want to see Bobby Bear come to the Loge level, Gate B Atrium. It's all courtesy of Craig's Electrical Services and Generators. Want to check in now? You heard that music. The man down under, <laughs> our senior Hudak correspondent in Australia. Tony, how you been, my man? How you doing, Stephen, Jeff? I get to see the game live on TV today, or this morning at 5am, and like all Saints fans, true Saints fans, we can only hope and pray that the Panthers beat the Suckaneers, or do do to the Suckaneers, what the the Bears did to the Dirty Birds last week. Yeah, we know Baker Mayfield's ribs are hurting, so maybe they can give him another shot or two to make him more uncomfortable. No, I don't say that. That's mean. <laughs> Hopefully the Panthers no, have a great make day. Making make you meet some grass. They'll <laughs> hit them. They'll hit them, that's for sure. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Bears are the team that I'm not concerned about in terms of I have a – I feel good about the Bears beating the Packers. I feel I feel okay about the Panthers. What, what I'll say about the Panthers is they're not tanking. Right. right? They're not so trying they're, to go, oh, we got to do better for our draft pick. Right, because like, they, they can't even change it. Even their second-round pick is locked in. <laughs> like they, and they don't own their first-round pick, so – you know, hopefully they go out there. You know, and I said this: if the Bucks team that we saw on uh, last Sunday is the goes beautiful. out to right. Carolina today, they're going to lose. Now, if they, they that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case. You know, they have every incentive to go out there and put their best foot forward. But you know, you've you've seen uh, you've seen worse. You you've seen less crazy collapses or, or more crazy collapses than that, I should say. So I agree with that. Tony, anything else the, you got? The Panthers players, they. they they're going to be playing to stay on the list, not get cut. Right. 
Yeah, and I know the rookie quarterback in Bryce Young, he's looking to improve, obviously. Uh, heard him speaking during the Panthers' media availability. And obviously he said, I, I came to the NFL to win, and that hasn't been the case this season. So I know those Carolina Panthers, those kitty cats want to go out on a high note. Hopefully they can do some mauling of those Buccaneers that, uh, I mean, we can, we can only hope and pray, I guess, at this point. Uh, the Panthers, though, obviously it's been a struggle for them, and it's kind of – you know, a lot of question marks who they're going to go with next year at head coach. Yeah, maybe maybe David Pep Tepper will throw another drink on, like, Todd Bowles or something. Maybe, <laughs> that, maybe that's the key. Maybe if he keeps throwing drinks at people, they'll, they'll have a better chance. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Chris Tabor, I think, is, is uh, you know, he's one of the top-rated special, special teams, teams coaches, coach, right? which I, I thought that. was interesting. You know, Darren Rizzi was also on that list. They put out – the NFLPA put out the top five. Um, in terms of offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, special teams coordinator. And Chris Tabor's on that list. So there's clearly some respect there for what Chris Tabor has done. And, you know, he, he's a guy who, you know, maybe he wants to be a head coach someday. This is a good – you know, I doubt he's going to retain that job or be seriously considered. Steve Wilkes wasn't seriously considered. And, you know, they obviously turned things around the end of the second half of last season. But, you know, we look at Dan Campbell, right? One of the reasons Dan Campbell has a head coaching job right now is because he took over and is an interim with, I want to say, the Dolphins? Um, you know, right. and, and, I mean, that experience is invaluable when you – end up going into these interviews to be a first-time head coach so you know I I, uh, I, I have I'm going to be reserved in my in my hope for the for the Panthers to win this game but I've heard from a lot of people that's like oh there's no way and it's like, there's a way it's not a high percentage chance but there's a way so you know I, I I'm not going to spend a whole ton of time watching the score of that game because it's not the end all of the season even if the Panthers don't win but yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting again to see how frequently they show that score um, in the stadium. Because, uh, you know, the, the Internet in this building doesn't particularly work uh, <laughs> once that uh, stadium gets rocking. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of people refreshing their phones, I think. Uh, looking at the uh, Twitter sphere, Jeff, uh, Nick Underhill of NewOrleansFootball.com uh, reporting Alvin Kamara not playing today. But Kendra Miller is active, so yeah, good news, we, bad news there. Right, well, that's what we expected. Right? Yeah, We've I would been, say you so. Know, I, I think, and he, you know, you carry it up to game time for a couple reasons, one being you want to give Alvin Kamara every chance to potentially get on the field, but another reason to force Atlanta to have to kind of account for him and, and think about how they're going to handle him, make them use some of that bandwidth on how they're going to address Alvin and not let them immediately be able to be like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen, so... You know, but, you know, if they're paying attention, just like anyone else was paying attention, they probably were like, yeah, he's not playing. So, yeah, the depth of running back, obviously, you know, you got Jamal Williams, yep. Kendra Miller, and also Jordan Mims and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah, he makes that equation a lot easier yeah. to figure out in, in any case. And uh, he's been a Falcons killer in the past. So I think you will see, you know, I don't know how much you're going to see him. You know, in that Panthers game week two, you saw him get a few running back reps, you know, in terms of, you know, catching a toss or actually lining up next to Derek Carr in the backfield. I, I don't know how much of that you're going to get. I think that's kind of a last resort thing. Um, but you could. You could see a little bit more of that than normal. Uh, either way, I think you should be trying to get Taysom touches in this game, and I want to see it happen early. You know, I don't want to see you wait in until, the, you know, the midway through the second quarter. I want to see, you know, the first couple drives, you know, set the tone with Taysom and force them have to defend him. And if they can't, Keep pounding them, you know, and uh, that's, it, a, that's a theme all around for yeah, who that's today. Keep hashtag, pounding, right? Hashtag keep pounding. One of the funny takes that yeah, I think you told me was, you know, the whole, hopefully there's some Saints fans up in Carolina <laughs> today. You know, maybe that was the better place to go and just be like, yeah, Bryce, let's do it. You know, um, but no, I, I think Taysom's gonna have a gonna have a big role today. Yeah, you could show up in your Sam Mills jersey. Yeah, yeah, you could do it. You could you could cross over. 
Uh, one thing, you know, we're talking about the offense here. Obviously, P. Carmichael Jr. went speaking with the media today and was asked about does he expect to be retained his services for next season? Uh, gave the pretty standard yearbook answer of we're focused on the Falcons right now. Yearbook. I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> yearbook. Uh, what a great year we've had. <laughs> oh, man. Remember second period English. And, oh, it no, was a blast. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, that's the right answer. Right, you shouldn't be talking about your your future and we going into week 18. Right, it's not like, oh yeah, my bags are packed. I know I'm out of here. But that's going to be the big question. You know, it sounds it, it seems very likely that Dennis Allen comes back for a third year, and I think that's fair. Um, and but it, the question is going to be, you know, I've said this for the last several weeks. It's not a question of whether you make changes. It's how broad and sweeping do they need to be. Yeah. And Pete's right there. You know, I think. Guys like Doug Marone are right there, you know, the offensive line, and I don't know if it's been what you wanted throughout the season, stuff like that. And um, so, Especially yeah, I think with the lack of development with Trevor Penning. Obviously. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a big one for me. Sure, um, sure. And I think, you know, making a statement positively in this game, I think that's uh, when you go through these season end evaluations, I think that's going to weigh pretty heavily. Taking a break and closing things out here on First Take right after this here on WWL Saints Radio. Welcome back into the final segment of First Take here on WWL. Getting ready for the Bud Light Countdown to kick off with the Cajun Cannon. We are inside the dome, loge level in the Gate B Atrium. as all courtesy of Craig's Electrical and Generators. Jeff heading down to the sideline pretty soon, I know. Ooh. And, man, I texted you yesterday. I was like, we yeah. glad you were not in Baltimore for that slop fest. It just rained the entire game. And, you know, it's one thing. I got to do the Cleveland game in the cold, but I just feel like getting just dumped on buckets of water all day is just miserable. You know what's funny? The only the only stadium this season that I got rained on in was <laughs> SoFi. Uh, SoFi. <laughs> yeah, that indoor $5 billion indoor stadium where it rains inside. Uh, now, I've avoided any bad weather games. It hasn't even been cold. I haven't, I haven't, like, there have been, like, I took a jacket onto the field, me and Green Bay didn't wear it. Right. You know, I think I did the same thing in Tampa, I didn't wear it. You know, it was, I've been very fortunate. So no, that was one of the things with this schedule, yeah. too, that everyone was mad about. It really shook out favorably for this team. Yeah, and then the games they've had outside, they've played very, very well, <laughs> and, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm, I'm choosing to go about this in a positive way. That's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. I feel good. I feel good. Feel De- the flow. Feel on the flow. Definitely feeling positive about, obviously, the Saints' chances against this Falcon squad. I think they can take care of business here. I want Obvi- a statement win, man. I want a statement win. I don't want just a win. I don't want to eke this out. I want to beat them by 30. All right. I so wanna- you're looking for a step on their necks yes. and twist kind of deal. Yes. It's about time. You know, you're at home. That team should feel miserable about what they've been able to do the last four weeks. They should be a shell of themselves. Go out there <laughs> and and beat them to a pulp. Do the, it. The only bad thing is if you do that, there's a good chance Arthur Smith does get canned, and then well, who knows what. I know there's rumors about Bill Belichick. I don't care. Uh, Harbaugh. I don't care. I'm, you, they can bring in whatever coach they want. I'm going to say you had the Saints beat you so bad, you had to change coaches. <laughs> you couldn't even save face. That's a, Again, I'm going about this in a positive way. Um, that's what I want to see, man. I want to see it. These, uh, the big thing with the Saints, obviously, against this Falcon squad is I think the, the huge advantage is at quarterback. And I know some fans have been disgruntled a bit with Derek Carr's play, but, man, he's really been pretty good this past, what, four or five games, has two or more touchdowns in each of the contests. He has. He has, and he's been good in the red zone. They've scored in touchdowns in 11 of the last 13 possessions in the red zone. We haven't really talked about that, but it's been a huge turnaround right. over the last five weeks. And, you know, I think just in terms of, like, you're going to the offseason with positivity, Derek Carr really needs to do that today. 
Closing things out here on First Take. Be back with the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.